Thanks for tuning in to Seriously Call Me. I'm your host, Alani. And like I said from the last episode, we had to split these two recordings up. So this intro is just for me, but Ariana for sure sends her regards again. And so this episode you're going to hear us get into episode five of Outer Banks on Netflix. And thanks for tuning in. So we're zooming into episode five. Um, so we know JJ took the heat for um, sinking Topper's boat, and he, um, his dad has to come and um, I don't know if they bail him out or they just let him go. But basically, I think he has a court date. Bails him out. Okay, and then he has a court date coming up, um, and like the sheriff tells JJ that she might be able to keep him out of juvie if she if he can force John B. to come talk to her at the station. Um, so, like, co- coercion again. His dad comes and picks him up. Um, it was alluded to before that his dad beats him. Um, but then you actually see his dad wail on him. And, like, that. if that doesn't explain to you why J.J. is the way he is, like, if you didn't already know that that's why, they, like, very bluntly show you. Yeah, it was, like, neon sign, this is why JJ is a mess. Yeah, and it's, like, you know, sometimes in shows and stuff and, um, like, you know, kids get beaten up or, like, there's domestic abuse between, like, parent and child. But, like, this was just, like, he was, like, trying to kill his son. Like, with the way that he punched him and, like, blood splattering yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it came out, no, well, it didn't come See, bef- before when they had the the junkyard scene or whatever it was, the pound, when JJ said that his dad beat him to the security guard, he, like, smiled afterwards. So I thought maybe it was, like, part of an act and it wasn't that serious. But they got in the car and JJ was, like, talking. So when the punch came, it caught me off guard, especially, like, how hard he hit him. And then he just kept on going. Like, you saw blood everywhere. So yeah. it was definitely very... I mean... Uh, very dramatic scene. Yeah. When he smiled at the pound, I think, to me, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like, he's happy he got uh, away with it. But, like, seeing how the security guard acted when he mentioned the dad, it was like, oh, he know, like, he, just the way his demeanor was, it's like, oh, he knew how, like, crazy or, like, aggressive his dad was. So, yeah. But then, like, like I said, but, like, actually seeing it was definitely jarring. It was like, oh, like, that is abuse. Like, to the worst degree, um, I guess nothing, the worst to the, anything short of, like, killing him, which it seemed like he wanted to do, but, so you get home, you realize the dad is a drunk, because he has, like, uh, like, bottles everywhere and stuff, um, JJ leaves the house, and it looks like he, like, wants to shoot him, and he, like, has the gun, but then he, like, is crying, and he can't do it, because he's not his dad, like, he's not a killer. It reminded me of that Carrie Underwood song. You know what I'm saying? Um, blown away. She, like, fantasizes about, like, killing her dad because he's a abusive piece of shit. Do you not know that song? And then she, like, basically, he, her dad's a drunk and, like, the tornado comes. So instead of waking him up, she goes and saves herself. And then the dad's dead because the tornado. I have no idea that's what that song was about. Yeah, I think it's mostly, I think, I think the words say it, but, like, definitely the video shows it but that's what it reminded me of but um so john b goes to get the note translated from his teacher 
And it's July, so it's unclear why the teacher is there. Because there's no kids around, so there's no, like, summer school. So I guess the teacher just lives there because that's what teachers do in the summer. They just live at school. Um, this teacher is very nice. Um, and John B. is just coming in erratic as hell. Um, so whatever. So, so this scene, he goes and gets this thing translated because as Ariana said before, it's in some, like, old language of some kind. Um, it was from, I forgot his name again, but it's a guy in the park. It's Denmark and it's written in this old Creole language. Right. And so whatever, so he's getting it translated, and he, the teacher translates it, but then the whole, like, the thing that really, like, clicks for John B. is the fact that the symbol's at the bottom of the note, but it's like, you didn't need to translate that to know that that was there, and I don't, did the, did the note, did the letter say anything, like, did it give any hints to, like, where the treasure was? I think they already knew at that point where it was. No, and they don't even let us know what specifically John B, like, keys in on because they just save it as, like, a plot device to pick up later in the episode when he finally confirms why it was important. And also in this scene, I don't know if it was ever clarified why John B assumed his Black history teacher was going to be able to decipher this old slave language. Was it ever said? Nope. It was not said, like... What? Because, you know, it's just like a high school teacher. Like, even if you're a language teacher, you're not teaching that language there. Like, what would, how would you, why would you He was think? a history teacher. He was his history teacher. And to ask for a favor from a teacher when they told us that that's the class he's failing, I was just like, John B. really just does whatever. Doesn't, doesn't care how the optics look. Just goes for it. Yeah, this um, it was, yeah. it was just weird. But yeah, that's the thing that I got out of it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So he freaked out about this symbol, but the symbol did not need to be translated because it is not in a language. No, because they just, it, the letter's literally just like, oh my son. Because they learned that, I think they said this in the last episode, but they learned that basically Denmark was on the royal merchant, mm-hmm. but he wasn't on the ship's law or whatever because he was a slave, so he was below deck. So somehow... Denmark is the only person who survived the shipwreck. So he gets off the ship with the gold. And so the letter to his son is, oh, so he uses the gold to buy the plantation. Mm-hmm. And then he uses that like land to house slaves that he buys freedom for. But then the white people find out about this and don't like that he has money. So they decide to kill him. So this is his final letter. And so in the final letter, he's like explaining this to his son. And then he tells his son to look where the wheat grows. And then there's a symbol of wheat, right? Okay, okay. so I guess it, it was important what it said. But I guess I uh, logged out there for a second. <laughs> so... JJ goes and talks to J- John B, but I don't really, I didn't really get much from that conversation. I, this conversation made me remember that John B is a fugitive right now, which I completely forgot. Right. Because he skipped out for like a whole episode and hasn't been actively 
acting like he's a fugitive, but he is, and he's hanging out with JJ, who just got out of jail. So it's like two people who really aren't making good decisions. And I don't, yeah, I don't remember either. I think JJ just meets John B. at his house and then sneaks up on, like, sneaks up on him in a way that's not helpful at all because obviously he thinks someone would be attacking him. But I think this is just a scene for us to know that John B.'s house is being, like, watched and so he can't go home okay so that's what we get from there and then and then we see sarah back at home and i think she i think her sister asked where she was or something but like nothing is really said about it like about her being gone all night long whatever um and she and she says the sentence she's oh yeah because She's talking to, yeah, no one asks where she was. And then I think she's talking to her dad. And we learn that the woman that's with her is not her mom because she makes some comment about, like, you're not my real mom. Yeah. It's just kind of a throwaway. Um, But then her father is there and basically they're going to some, the episode's called Midsummers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to some event called Midsummers. And... Her dad is more concerned about that than, I guess, where his daughter was the whole night. And she tells him, I don't feel like Topper is my splinter bean. Disgusting. I and I was like, what does that mean? Why did she, why did she say that? It's what does like, that even mean? It's like the writers of the show, like, forgot that, like, if you have an inside joke in the show, you have to make sure <laughs> that the audience is also in on the inside joke. Well, no, because even the dad says, I don't know what that means. Yeah, and it's just like, what? Are, okay. you trying to, are you trying to show, like, how quirky she is? Ooh, look at me. I'm so quirky. I'm not like other rich girls. Like, whatever, dude. Um, they do not know what to do with this girl. This no, character. and then Wheezy says like she's off topper which apparently means like they're not together is what is what I took from it um so yeah so they're going to midsummer which it's just like yeah so and like the stepmom has an attitude but like the the dad tells her like so she tells him that she doesn't want to be a topper anymore but the dad's like I am being honored at this event tonight, so can you just not make a scene and go with him? Yeah, and I was like, why does she need to be there with him? Like, Why would that make a scene if she just showed up with you and then just hung out with her family the whole time? Also, it didn't look like Rafe had a date. Why does Sarah <laughs> need a date? Wheezy doesn't have a date. Know. No one has a date, except, I mean, it seems like he's married to this, to her stepmom. Like, I'm sure that's her stepmom. Like, why does Sarah need a date? I'm just so confused. Like, and like... It would make sense, like, if there was, like, some, like, he's, like, being honored for this, like, imaginary title that, like, sounds like it's from a fairy tale or something. Like, he's, like, the king of something and, like, stepmom has a crown. It's weird. But it's, like, I would understand, like, if if Sarah also is a part of this, like, court and her and Topper are a thing, like, within this, like, weird rich people ritual. But it's not the case. So I don't know why the dad was, like, you need to call, like... Okay, Dad, let's uphold patriarchal standards and, like, I have to show up with a partner. Like, it's just so weird. Okay, so this thing called Midsummer, which, you know, after watching that Florence Pugh movie's Midsummer, like, I would not go to any event called Midsummer, especially not with, like, white people, like, in costume. Key is going because she is, remember, a kook, um, even though she considers herself a pogue. 
she calls someone a bourgeoisie pig, which, you know, power to you. Um, I wrote socialist queen because we, <laughs> we stand that part of her. Um, okay, but I think I missed, was that her mom talking to her? Or? Yeah, I think I made a note of it because I think she's the only one out of her crew that has two parents. Mm-hmm. Um, or that we've met two parents. Right. And then also Sarah, since we just learned this episode, she, like, that's not her real mom, so I guess... I don't know why this is a trope that they always include in, like, teen shows where someone only has one parent. But, yeah, we learn that, she, that that's her mom. And her mom really wants her to go just like freaking Sarah's dad wants her to go. I don't know why people care so much about this. So event. weird. Because it's also, like, they don't they don't go until what happens. They all just kind of show up. It's just like a party, you know? Like, there's no, like, it's not a debutante ball. Like, no one's coming out as, like, an adult, like... It's just weird. The conversation she has with her, though, is she saying that they're not rich, or is she just trying to get her to go to this thing? Um, yeah, I was confused. I think what she, so she, I think her mom was saying, I, as a child, wanted to go to these events, and so I worked hard to get to the place where we can now be invited to them, I think. So I guess they're trying to say that they weren't kooks. They're not old money, basically, is what it sounds like. No. Okay. Well, neither is Sarah's, but I don't think her. Yeah, I don't think her mom comes from money. I think they get the money from the dad having the restaurant. Interesting. Um. So anyway, so they all end up at this party because JJ and Pope um end up working it because of Pope's dad's thing. I think only Pope is working it. No, JJ shows up too. I don't think JJ's supposed to be working though. Oh, I thought he was out here working with them. Because once again, John B is still a fugitive, but Oh right, they chose together. And he sends him, yeah, to give a note to Sarah Cameron and whose name they have to say twice. (laughs) It means first and last name. And then JJ says, he like literally the note just says to meet him somewhere and JJ has to say multiple times, You're macking Sarah Cameron. So I don't know what decade these kids are supposed to be from with this language. It's so but bad. That is what so he realizes it, um, that they're together, and then that's when he decides to go into this party and he I didn't I didn't understand this. He goes into the part to the party, he finds her gives her the note, and then, like, Topper and Rafe see him, but they're in a crowd, so obviously they're not going to beat him up with all these So you think. Parents. But I would think that, or at least Kiara's, like, there, her, no, her dad doesn't like him, but I would think that in a public place he would be safer than running through the house where he's now alone, and so they are able to easily corner him. It this whole, like, JJ's thinking here, I was like, this is not... This is not a good plan, my friend. Yeah, I guess it was just his fight or flight kicked in and he decided to flight. But also, they have no problem, like, making a scene and running through the house. So maybe he knows that he's just like, they're just going to beat me up and these poor British people are just going to watch. Um, which I would not put past any of them. Um, I said, what did I say? I wrote, uh, like, at a pre- at a public event harassing the staff, I hate rich people, is what I wrote. <laughs> like, disgusting behavior. 
They're rich people. They're the type of rich people that would like order something to eat like from Grubhub like in a, in this pandemic and like only tip a dollar. Like that's that's these type of rich people. That that's who they are. It's disgusting. And um JJ is like was JJ drunk in this scene? Because he's being so loud and making so much attention drawing so much attention to himself when once again John B is a fugitive and he's drawing like like everyone at the party see that we're here and we're getting Pope and Kiara with us. Like it didn't make any sense. It was weird. Um yeah, not much thought was put into this. Um they find out that oh, also talking about the guys chasing him, I put down that they look like the Powerpuff girls because of their pastel colored suits. They're such pricks. Um, so, what's his face? John B. meets up with Sarah on, like, on the outside of the party. But there's windows everywhere, so they're not really alone, but they're acting like they're alone. Whatever. Um, we find that the gold is at Terry Hill at some point in this episode. I have just have that written down, but I can't remember, like, which scene that's in. Oh, we're already, we're no, that, that's the thing. That's when they writing flaw this is when we learn what clicked for him with the letter so we don't see him say anything which was so strange that he gave her this information before sharing it with his friends yeah it was so weird and like like i said before like there is some parts of the letter being translated that was helpful but at the same time like it was that symbol that made it click for him you don't need that symbol translated i don't understand (laughs) Because the letter also didn't say, oh, son, I'm leaving this stuff here for you, and X marks the spot. Like, here's where the X is. Like, no. Like, it, it was it was him explaining something that was interesting for the audience to learn. But in terms of, excuse me, finding this gold at Terry Hill, like, it was weird. I don't know. But, so we find that out. Um, He is, I wrote down, like, can we trust Sarah? Because he's out here spilling the goods to sarah so we're not sure we can trust sarah um also i mean i don't know what the show's implying but if i was sarah in this situation i would think that maybe since he's giving me some information and that i played like a crucial role in him getting it that i would get some of this money like if i was one of john b's friends i'd say why are you like are you giving her some of our money now why are you letting someone else into the plan he's just doing all these making all these moves without the rest of his friends when they're supposed to be splitting it four ways, so. Yeah, like. She's blinded by love. I don't know. It was so weird. Maybe he just assumes that, oh, she's but she's not going to want anything, and it's like, you don't know many rich people, do you? Um, but. But then he also keeps, oh, wait, I don't think he's gotten there yet. What? I was going to say, so they, the four of them run away from the party, and that's when they learn when he shares with them about the location of the gold and then JJ lets it slip about him and Sarah, but he starts like trashing her to his friends. It's like, Oh, I was just using her. It was so so gross. Yeah. That made me write what you wrote. I was like, okay, well then Sarah's going to be some way. She's either going to hear 
or learn about what he said about her, she's going to mess up this plan in some way. Because after, like, this is key information about where the gold is located. And then I was like, okay, this, we're going to find out if the gold is here, whatever. And then I realized it was only episode five. So this is 10 episodes. Clearly something else has to happen in between to mess up him getting his gold. Because I can't imagine he'd get it in episode six. And we'll see based on the end of this episode, which is just a mess, why this is not going to be resolved by episode six. Lord have mercy, yes. Um, So they make out, this is before he's trashing her, then Topper knows she's talking to someone. She's a bad liar, but guess what? So is John B. And so is everyone else. So none of these people learn how to lie, which, you know, I guess is like... Not a vice. It's not a bad thing, but it's also not good for them. Um, but, why are they, but why are they making out at the top of this, like, unstable structure? I don't know. Oh, wait. Before we get to there, uh, I have that Sarah's dad is a dilf, and I didn't see that until now. <laughs> because we see this scene where Sarah's dad is, this is when we find out that the sheriff has something to do with it, right? This is this scene. He's working with the sheriff. Yeah. That's that but well, that's see, it. Like, we, we don't see, know much. I think we see that um hold on. I think we see that he has the compass. That's all we're shown. So we know that he's probably the one who's talking to Peter Kim, but all we see is that he's putting the compass in the safe, so he got it somehow. Okay. So so there's that. So I said he's a dilf, but I also don't that's like a red flag. So I don't think we can trust him, which is not good because Sarah trusts him. So we all know Sarah's gonna open her big mouth because we also know from Wheezy that Sarah <laughs> runs her mouth everywhere. So but she and so she trusts her beloved dad and so she's gonna end up telling him and then also with what happens at the end of this episode which is gross but uh, uh yeah it's so whatever anyway so like her dad's gonna find out because of all of the stuff and i don't think we can trust him because of this scene with the compass what's his face topper is like drunk and shit and like goes into sarah's room because rich people don't lock their doors apparently and Wheezy is in there. That's just a sidebar. There's not much of importance there because at first I was very afraid. I was very afraid that he was about to get in the bed and, like, rape her or, like, do something to her or start touching her inappropriately or just, like, be disgusting because that's who he is. Um, And it was her sister in the bed. And so I was just, like, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, this better not, this better not, this better not. And it didn't. Before that happened, yeah, this was just... Before that, before he even gets in the house, I think he's the one driving, even though he is drunk. It's so and trashed. Then, um, Sarah's own brother, Rafe, is in the car with him and is like, why do you care about that? And he, like, calls his sister to the and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I have that written down, too. I was like, okay, Rafe, we already knew you were a piece of shit. But it's like, do you have to broadcast it to the world? Like... I know. I was. I wrote. It's, I was like, "Can you get any worse?" And then he goes to see. This whole scene was very unnecessary. I think it was just to make us uneasy and think that he was going to assault Wheezy because Which is why like, was it? Why was it needed for him? For her to be? Why was that a necessary scene? 
Yeah, also, yeah, it was just, like, unnecessary, and I was uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. Um, and, of course, he's, like, drunk, and he's just like, I love you. Like, bitch, even if it was me in that bed, like, if I was Sarah, and I was in that bed listening to this guy blubber while drunk, and I hear you say the L word to me for the first time in our relationship, after you were a jerk to me all night, by the way, um, and I hear the L, no, that's not genuine, and you're not getting any because you're saying the L word. And then thirdly, no, you no. The first if you if if you tell me you love me the first time when you're drunk, there's gonna be a problem. Whatever. But that was disgusting. But anyway, so then we get to the top of this rickety thing that we don't know what the structure is, why it's there, why they're at the top of it, because it looks very unsafe. Um and they're in plain view at the very top of this thing, and they decided it's, like, the best place to, like, have a romantic rendezvous and, like, make out and whatever. Um, and what's-his-face? Topper shows up. And he sees them, obviously. Um, again, I wrote down that John B. is a bad liar. Um, and then, and then, um, Kiara... JJ and Pope were like in the van, I think, or maybe they're not. In the, are they in the van? Yeah, and they're not keeping watch. Like, what was so? The where point? did they get the van from? Because I think John B and JJ drove the van to the party. No, because remember they couldn't go into John B's house, so they had to wade uh, in the water and get the. Hole. Somehow they got in the van back. Yeah, so um, they're in the van, but they're not keeping lookout, which this is the third time that some, <laughs> someone, that they've had a heist or a plot, and, like, their lookout sucks. And, um, so we get this mention of, like, Kiara being really concerned about Sarah being knowledgeable about what's going on. And then she makes, before John B. goes up there, she makes him promise that nothing will happen between the two of them. It was just like, one, we don't know enough about Kiara, so the way it was presented made it seem like she did feel something with the kiss and that this is jealousy. Because I I think that we will learn that Sarah is not to be trusted, but I wish they would have up until now given us a flashback or some knowledge as to why Kiara and Sarah had this falling out because now it just makes it seem like she's trying to poison him against Sarah for her own benefit because there's no backup to her being like don't trust Sarah this is going to be for her she only wants to help you for her own self worth or self advancement yeah plus like I don't know if yeah I don't think Sarah is to be trusted I'm very interested to see why Kira has this, like, vendetta against her, but it might just be because she's, like, an annoying rich girl, and, like, that's kind of Well, she said they had us falling out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, So, remember, JJ's, like, tell us what happened, and then she's, like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, so that's interesting to see, um, what happens there, and, like, why she feels that way, um, but I do think in the end, like, Sarah will let it slip, but I don't think it'll be maliciously. But I guess we'll see. Um, and so whatever. So they're on top of this thing. Topper comes up there. He's really drunk again. Um, they start verbally fighting, fighting for this girl's honor when John B. literally just started talking to her yesterday. <laughs> this is so true. Um, 
but he feels so strongly for this girl that he could not stand and then he just talked shit about 10 minutes ago <laughs> to his friends. I'd be pissed. Honestly, screw you. I would have pushed you off myself. But anyway, so he falls off this thing. My first thought was like, I mean, obviously this is a TV show because no person would have survived because they make you look so tall. Like, there's no way a regular person would have survived that fall. Um, He would have for sure been dead. I was wishing that Topper was going to fall and this was going to turn into, like, more reasons that John B's on the run. But I hated that it was John B that fell because, one, like you said, that structure was way too tall for anybody to survive. But obviously he's going to survive because he's the main character. So there was yeah. zero stakes in the situation. So I was just yeah, like, I just, yeah, yeah, you feel nothing, nothing. Another thing that was thrown in in this episode that was really unnecessary. For a dramatic effect. <sighs> but anyway, so to close out the episode, we, he wakes up in the hospital and Sarah's there watching Vigil, keeping Vigil over his nearly dead body. And he's waking up, he's like, where am I? Like, blah, blah. And apparently he only suffered a concussion and a broken arm. And I'm like, how broken are you? Wrist, not broken? even a whole arm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't even fall on your arm. <laughs> First off, uh, how is the only broken thing something you didn't fall on? What happened to the other parts of your body that you did fall on? And it's like, if you have a concussion, like, your head should have been split open. Whatever. Physics don't exist here. Um, and then the end of this episode, we find out that the, <laughs> the only solution that that this intelligent man, a.k.a. Sarah's father, came up with is to become John B.'s legal guardian. Which is stupid. I mean, obviously, I think the dad, like, Sarah's dad, has the compass and probably knows where it came from and probably, and I think knows that John B. had it. Um, Probably knows about John B.'s dad and his research. Probably also has deduced that John B. is out here trying to find this $400 million worth of gold. Um, And he knows that John B. is probably further along in trying to find it than he is. So this ploy... At, like, he's making this out, like, oh, like, I'm being this, like, really good guy by adopting you. Which also just, like, that's not how that works. Like, you can just be like, I'm your legal guardian, and let me just sign up his paper. Like, that's not how that works. But uh, it's just messy. It's, it's, I mean, like, on the dad's part, it kind of makes sense along those lines, I guess. But it's just so weird. It's so it, weird. It is. And then also, so I think that we're supposed to believe that his uncle, who's in, I think they said Mississippi, mm-hmm. is his legal guardian as of right now, right? Yeah. Okay. So when Child Protective Services comes to take him away, he says, why can't, he says, I'm going to file to be emancipated. And she's like, emancipated from who? But he has a legal guardian. So wouldn't he be able to file emancipation from them? This just seems like, a roundabout way for them to throw in that not only does John B have to be around this guy now because and who's going to have like this secret compass and possibly coming after him he's going to be around him and he has to worry about being with his daughter now under the same house and he has to worry about his friends because no, not be annoyed that he's like a being with yeah. them and all this I guarantee you is going to derail 
finding this treasure, which oh, absolutely. Went as, as soon as he was like, do you want to be my son or whatever he asked? I don't know what he said. I was like, oh, now it makes sense why we got so much advancement in this episode. And it's only episode five because. Because now I, the next five episodes, it's going to be. It's going to be unnest so much thrown in that does not move anything along. Yeah, cause, yeah, you're right, because he got so far in figuring out, like, where this gold is. Like, all he has to do is go f- try and find it, because he has, like, the final resting place of this gold. And there's only so many places, like, within Tanny Hill. Terry Hill? Tanny Hill? Um, yeah, that it could be. So, yeah, it, that's frustrating to know going forward. And then also, it's just, like, weird, and the dad's like, welcome to the family. I'm like, ew, stop it. It's disgusting. No one is comfortable with this. And, like, Sarah's giving him this, like, weird smile. Like, you just broke up with your boyfriend. First off. And why was she the only one there? Like, you were his friends. friends. Maybe it's, like, oh, like, he's already done the papers to be his legal guardian, so now they're, like, family and they're allowed to be in the room, but no non-family can be. I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's definitely a play by the dad to, like, get closer, like, keep your enemies close, wait, friends close, but enemies closer or whatever, like, because he knows that John B. is involved with this compass and this treasure. So, I don't know, going forward, we will see what happens, because we're going to stick with this, I guess, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was, I honestly do care about the treasure part. That's what pisses me off so much that they threw in this weird, you know, detour at the end of this episode because I just want to find out about the treasure and move on yeah and it's like we're making such good progress and then Sarah's now going to be holding him back and like we know Sarah's and Sarah's family is not good news um god knows what's even gonna happen with Topper and Sarah will be all for this when as you point out this whole like change in their relationship happened a day ago yeah, and again, like, Topper was just bad-mouthing her. Shit's gonna get back to her because Kia's is, Kiar is probably going to let it slip because she doesn't like her. So, of course, she's gonna be like, well, your new brother was, slash boyfriend was, like, talking shit about you. Like, uh, like you're like, brother slash boyfriend, my God. It's disgusting. Now, I wouldn't rather her be with Topper. I don't think anyone should be with Topper, but at the same time, it's like, I should have fallen off that structure. I know. If I was Sarah, I would just like, oh, go get him, and like, thrown him off. like, oh, he fell. Yeah, also, he's like, very drunk. He's very drunk. There's like, definitely like, plausible deniability. He was drunk. He He fell by himself. He would have all the way up there as drunk as he was. There was no no way he would have walked up all those flights of stairs to get to the top. But also, yeah, she should have just thrown him off. Like, oh, well, you were drunk. I'll just blame it on that. And maybe, you know, you'll leave my hair. What's it called? Like, get out of my hair? I don't know. But, yep, so that's the end of that. Um, when it comes to this episode, my final thoughts are just, like, it was interesting. Um, and we've already talked about how it added, like, it, like, it went through so many things and um, gave so, much re- so many reveals. So that was interesting. But I really don't like the progression of John B. and Sarah's relationship because I don't like the relationship and also I just don't like the progression of it. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see like where JJ and Pope come into all of this because we have JJ with the trial 
and it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Oh and yeah, I, I completely forgot about. Yeah, and I also yeah, and I want to know like with Pope, like how is he going to deal with all of this? Because like he was beaten up pretty badly, and he has these kids who are probably still on his butt. Yeah, I definitely care more about what's going on with Pope, and honestly, JJ too, because like we mentioned, he's the only character besides Zombie that really has character development. So I'm invested in what's going to happen to him. I'm also hoping that we learn more about Kiara. So it's unfortunate that I think that those storylines are not going to be prioritized in these next five episodes. And I also think I predict we're going to get an unnecessary love triangle or love square between Kiara, John B, Sarah, and then Pope somewhere involved in that because those longing looks in the past two episodes have to come back somehow um so yeah uh, we're gonna power through and get through these next batch of episodes yep so next episode we will be covering only six and seven so yeah. we don't like shoot ourselves in the foot again but yeah thanks for tuning in make sure to follow us on twitter at seriously call me on twitter and let us know what you want to hear next because we're coming up we have five more episodes we will be watching something else after that probably um so yeah if you have any suggestions about that and now that we're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. So um, leave us a nice, not mean review, please. And it'll be much appreciated because then we might be able to show up more in people's feeds on Apple Podcasts. So I've been your host, Alani. I've been your other host, Ariana. Okay, bye. Bye.